So, uh, three, two, one. It's Happy Hour in France, a Twin Peaks podcast. I'm Guy. I'm June. But I'm Heggs. Yay, we did it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Being able to see you guys, um, it's really easy to uh, know when you're talking instead of just hoping you're not talking while I'm talking. I mean, I'm still going to talk over you all the time because uh, yeah. you know it's going to catch your big dumb face. No, I can't help that. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> oof, big as all outdoors. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're getting better at this, folks. Uh, we are. I, I and, think. Uh, you know. <laughs> as a note of that, uh, our warning here. Uh, this is the second time we're doing this episode, uh, through yeah. no fault of our own. Uh, a service we were using didn't work out. Um, and so we're re-recording this. We're doing it after other episodes that we've already recorded. So we're really going to try our best to uh, keep it time appropriate. But if we don't, Guy will edit it out. Yes. Together, not skip back and forth between episodes. Yes. <laughs> I... I've watched this episode 43 times. Uh, <laughs> today. Or three. And, uh, yeah, I've watched it three times today, so hopefully hopefully I know it. I have faith in you. you I have no faith in me, but <laughs> I, uh, I'm cute, and uh, that helps a lot in an audio medium. This is about the best darn episode yet. I agree. Yeah, as far as, um, it is, uh, whew, it is uh, a heavy episode. It's, um, and a light episode. Yeah, there's a lot of humor, but I'm, I'm talking more of uh, content. Right. Yeah. This it's, is the it's uh, dense. Yeah, it's the fruitcake of TV shows. It's dense and it's chock full of stuff, and all of it's heavy. Well, most of it's yep. heavy. Well, there's uh, some like delicious uh, maraschino cherries. Mm-hmm. Some of those green well, fruits. Yeah. What are those, those green are. things? <laughs> Always wonder. Yeah. Just, just so you know. I had to go to my recently deleted section to find my notes for t- for this podcast. So wow, still oh, nice. not great, but they're there, so we're good. So this was episode four. Yes, yes. the one armed man on Netflix. Right. Yeah. Yes, you you found the uh, the the titles then there, Hags. Yes, indeed. So that they're on Netflix. Yeah. Yes. Those titles are interesting because they. Uh, they didn't have titles in the when in the first when they first aired. The titles that you see on Netflix were when they were in reruns, I think, in Germany. They gave them titles in German, and then they were uh, they translated them into English. And then what what the translation is is what now the titles are, and the uh, the yeah. community has br- embraced them. So, what do you guys think of this one? I liked it. It was great. Yeah. I really liked it. I, I I loved it, like uh, mm-hmm. uh, because I have no memory, I can't say that there won't be better ones. But as of right now, I think it's possible that this will be my favorite episode ever. Wow, awesome! It's one yeah. of my favorites thus far. Um, yeah, it's they drop a lot of stuff on you. They really uh, bombard you with uh, information. In this one, it's like a hailstorm of uh, realization. All right, so now uh, scene one. We're at the Palmers. Sarah's visions surprise Donna. Filthy gray-on-gray couch-croucher looks like an animal. The presence of Maddie reflected in an invitation to love. So what, about, what did you think of this scene, guys? Like, right off the bat, they, uh, they, they throw you right in. It's just like, she, um, the fact that she saw the couch-croucher at the foot of Laura's bed, came, uh, it comes flying back at her, and, uh, yeah, it's, everybody's a freaking mess. But, yeah. oh, boy. 
Leland's Donna's like, a nervous wreck. Yep. Leland's kind of being like a... We haven't really seen him like this before. He's kind of uh, agitated by Sarah. Yeah, was it? Was he visions. drinking? He looks or, like he hasn't slept and he's been yeah. drinking. Cause yeah, he's, okay. Uh, yeah, it could sense. be any combination of that. Yeah, or just he's very, like, uh, very sad. Yeah. He looks like he hasn't shaved. And uh, I, I want to say like he like sort of stumbled a little bit one time when he was... Yep. Uh, walking, so it may be tired or it may be tipsy, but uh, or maybe a combination of the both. Um, you'll get to hear that uh, from us later in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're working up to it. Nothing but coffee. Yes, coffee. Damn <laughs> yes, fine coffee. coffee. Yep. Tastes like Nelson Savi hops. So that was a vision um, of the cow creeper at the bottom uh, foot of the bed, or was it something that actually happened? Uh, it's. It's. I mean. At least Leland believes it's a vision, but that's all we really know. Okay. And um, I guess we find out that um, that Sarah sort of is, has prone to um, uh, uh, kind of witchy, weird stuff like this, kind of spooky stuff. Right. We talk, we, uh, Donald will talk about this later. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of us. That's right. So the gloved hand that she saw um, take the necklace, was that a vision then? Right. Well, the, but what, what, when uh, Donna hears this, she recognizes the the necklace, right? Yeah, 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 that hits home pretty hard. That's going to be Leland really disturbing. Says, and Leland says, uh, "Tell them about your second vision, because she had two visions." So uh, yeah, oh so yeah, yes, fair point. It is uh, to believe that this is also a vision, or at least that's what they think. Who really knows? It's hard to hard to say. Interesting. Okay. And we see a little I'll... bit more of uh, Maddie, right? Yeah. Yes, she's really kind of keeping a lower profile. Then I thought she would have been her being the exact exact body double of their recently murdered daughter. I thought it would cause a lot more tor- turmoil for them. I, th- I think right. she seems like she's trying to stay like to the background and just sort of like help out where she can and sure. like, not, Makes not sense. upset anyone. Yeah. She's not running around weird. pulling off her glasses saying, look at me, I look like Lara. The work, the well, no, but just it's died. just like, yeah, yeah it's just, uh, not I don't this know. Episode. I know if I were in that scenario, I'd be distracted by that and probably pretty upset by it. But I think they're already that like at maximum distraction and an upsetness. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. There's there's no way to add to it. Fair point. Okay. We also Clearly. see uh, Andy uh, as the sketch artist in this scene. Yeah, that's right. What's the, so, how's that different from what we've uh, well, heard in uh, Hawk Cooper's has dream. done it in the past that we yeah. know of anyway. What there well, a particular was reason. Dream. Oh, okay. So it was similar, but just, okay, interesting. Slightly askew. Yeah. From this reality. It, uh, interesting. It sticks to my theory that everyone in Twin Peaks has benefited from Twin Peaks High School's amazing art program. And uh, <laughs> although they may have grisly murders in this town, uh, you can really be- have a good chance of becoming a police sketch artist. Oh, just well. anybody. I'll take that chance. Roll those dice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah but, but speaking to Maddie, like, I think it is a little weird. They, no one really seems to notice that she looks like Lara until later. Everyone just kind of takes her at face value. Yeah. Well, she was uh, there a lot as a child, she said. Mm-hmm. So it, it may just be everybody knows her, and it's not. That's true. It's not weird anymore yeah, because they've known her her whole life. Like, Donna was Don, uh, Laura's friend since childhood, it seems like, and. Uh, they all mm-hmm. they all know Maddie, even though they haven't seen her in a while. So yeah, yeah, this it's been true. a bit. So maybe just for the purposes of the uh, show and the reveal, and I'm doing air quotes, I guess reveal. It was uh, like a, just a directorial, like kind of like a um, a choice that they made to um, when I guess what is it, James? 
yeah. runs into her and is like, oh my god, hold, hold up. Um, make that like resonate a little harder, maybe? Maybe that's, that's why. True. Maybe the uh, artificial light of the diner like uh, really uh, <laughs> you know, highlighted her Laura features. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm in right now. I, how am I looking? I'm under some uh, pretty, uh, pretty uh, serious um, fluorescent lights here. You look, look just at all like Laura. Laura. I think you look just like Laura. Oh wow! Oh, oh gosh, you guys, come on! Like You're making when me they blush. Pull her out of the river, he means. Oh wow! <laughs> Solid burn. Scene two, sheriff station. Lucy confuses fantasy with reality. Classic Jacoby <laughs> talks about Laura's secrets, medication, and Corvettes. Gordon Cole gives Coop the scoop. Coop won't sell out <laughs> his Harry bromance. Andy's sketch matches Coop's vision. Yeah, this is a fun scene. So they cut to um, Invitation to Love, and I guess Lucy's watching it. And um, it's pretty hilarious. And poor Chet. Poor Chet. And Sheriff Truman come, uh, comes in. He's like, what's going on? And Lucy does what Lucy does best. And she just kind of, it's like, well, Montana showed up. And then and, and Emerald was there. And then Chet, and she just goes <laughs> off. And sure, yeah, Sheriff Truman has to specify what's going on here and uh, i i thought that was pretty funny i i thought it was wonderful yeah that was great every scene she's in is just the most delightful thing ever but that kind of prefaces um a little uh, a little trouble uh between her and andy something seems to be going on there yeah this is kind of this is the continuing from the last episode too right yeah she's uh, she seems a little distant now is this because and maybe I'm um, jumping to conclusions here, but it seems like uh, Lucy uh, seems to be really uh, into um, um, trying to help uh, Agent Cooper. And uh, maybe she maybe has a thing for him and she's trying to push Andy away. Ooh, maybe. I know she just seems uh, she just seems to be going out of her way to be helpful to him. OK, and, and uh, he, hey, she'd be crazy not to. He's a, a handsome fella. Great hair. She's a lovely lady. Sharp suits. And Andy's a, a jackhammer of a Adonis, so. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means, but, you know. <laughs> I don't give a lot of guys compliments, so, especially not Guy Dudeman, so I don't know how to work these things. But, uh, yeah, Andy's, jackhammer of an Adonis. That's what Andy is. Andy's kind of like uh, Kramer and with a with a jackhammer. I think that's probably a more, <laughs> a more accurate. The guy's a... Ooh. He's subtle like a jackhammer. Yeah, yeah. Um, as we'll see later on um, in one of the most standout scenes in the uh, episode, um, for my money anyways. He is straight up gold in this episode. So they cut um, after that scene, which was just fantastic. They cut to uh, Agent Cooper, who's interviewing Dr. Jacoby. Right. This scene is that uh, shot of close-up magic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I know when I'm being interviewed by the FBI... <laughs> Uh, you know, on the topic of a grisly murder, I go right for the close-up magic. I bust out the Harry Anderson magic kit, and I'm going right for, you know, it's like, you know, interlocking rings, huzzah. And then next thing you know, I'm on the street, scot-free, buddy. Like, uh, I was watching, and it really looked like he was putting golf balls in his ears and taking them out of his mouth. And you can do that one time, because, you know, you're just storing a golf ball in your mouth. But how many golf balls did he have in there? Is he like a chipmunk? It's crazy. <laughs> that guy fits a lot of balls in his mouth. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, no, wait, are you saying I'm not a good magician? Um, Damn. you magically convinced us to hang out with you. <laughs> That's called persistence. There's no trick to it. It's just, it's just <laughs> little, little light stalking, some persistence, some threatening letters, you know, well, it's working, bribes I mean. here and there. <laughs> ah. 
So yeah, so it seems like Jacoby really isn't taking this seriously, which is odd because everybody uh, once Coop goes into um, like business mode, people tend to listen to him. Well, last time uh, Coop was talking to Jacoby, uh, Jacoby was also doing something very odd. Uh, yeah, so, well, uh, let's just let's just let that one lie. We 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 covered that in enough detail on mine. Yeah, still in so therapy this to forget is, it. Uh, <laughs> I, he doesn't seem to be intimidated by Coop. Uh, yeah. Or at least he doesn't seem to act the normal uh, questionee. He's got his when... own thing going on. He does. Yeah. He does. Now, is he is he made um, more confident maybe by the fact that uh, the doctor-patient uh, confidentiality uh, law, that he doesn't have to necessarily say anything? Now, I'm no police officer. I'm no lawyer or anything, but... Maybe in a murder case in real life, that might not be a thing. Yeah, but, I think in murder case, that's yeah, it would seem it, but, void, but I mean, maybe I think in, we have to just kind of take it at face value. Yeah, yeah maybe. In, and we're talking about '80s TV yeah, uh, law, early '90s, which uh, may be very different. Also, soap yeah. opera law. Yeah, TV <laughs> law probably different, but it seems like um, um, Jacoby's almost uh, cocky with Cooper, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. um, Agent Cooper is just direct to the point. You know, was Laura seeing you because she was addicted to cocaine? You know, did you kill Laura Palmer? Like, it's like, did he have sex with her? Oh, I'm sorry. Did he have sex with her? I'm sorry. Well, no, that too. I'm seeing all these things. Okay, yeah, in yeah. Addition. And um, Jacoby says something really kind of upsetting. He is, um, they kind of enunciated, um, enunciated it um, oddly. It's uh, Laura had secrets, mm. which is fits you know fits the theme of secrets um it's just kind of an odd thing to say but he felt um what did he say felt like uh he he, um he failed because he couldn't drag them out of us yeah he he was like an abject failure for not uh being able to figure out her secrets i guess Mm. he just kind of cracks me up in the scene yeah he's fan fantastic he does admit to uh agent cooper that he followed a man in a red corvette um, after Laura had died. Right, that's the one real piece of evidence he can Yeah, out. and Laura had uh, had mentioned this person before. So, um, yep. Yeah, and the, um, where is it? I followed him uh, and lost him on Old Sawmill Road. I wonder where that's at. Probably near the mill. Hmm. Yeah, you're you're, 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 you're uh, little Agent Cooper uh, tonight yourself there, June. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be hanging out in a bathroom, smoking a cigarette later. <laughs> okay. So then uh, we... <laughs> We get a call from who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Gordon Cole, which is, um, oh, shoot, um, not Agent Gordon Cole, but uh, director. Was it director yeah. Gordon Cole? Yep. I thought it was yeah. great because he was doing a Guy Dudeman impression. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I even have it written down here. Is, he sounds is, just like me. Is that yeah. David Lynch's voice? And uh, sure enough, and thanks to Guy Dudeman's uh, uncanny and dead-on um, impressions, it's like that stuck out of my mind. Sure. Huh? It I, did. I honestly I thought had it. it was Guy Dudeman, and then I was very confused, <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Wow, it's I Guy see. Dudeman." Just saying. It's um, yeah, and so he's um, he's a new character. He seems like fun. <laughs> he is possibly fun if we ever see him. Who knows? <laughs> I'm hoping. I have my fingers crossed that we do. So I'm assuming he's kind of like an Albert-style character, where when he shows up, he's just going to dump a bunch of truth on you. Well, he's literally showing. He's literally speaking for Albert here. Yes, yes, yeah. that's that's true. He kind of reads the report off. I guess Albert's still busy uh, working and running tests and such, and complaining in his little basement lab or whatever he's doing. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a real uh, 
a real peach, that guy. <laughs> yeah, he went, he's after uh, Harry. He wants oh, yeah. to throw the book at him. Yep. And, uh, and Dale throws down the gauntlet and's like, uh, I'll take this to the highest levels. Nobody's touching my bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, he totally he goes to not. bad for him. Yep. He shuts, he shuts it down. Yeah, that's crazy. But, uh, but he, gives, he has some information about the twine. Yes, yes. So um, uh, at the, uh, was it the uh, shoulders or the elbows? It was Finley's fine twine. But right. it's kind of weird because there's a different type of twine um, uh, that bound um, Laura's wrists. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. wonder uh, what's going on there. Two locations or something? Yeah, that's possible. I mean, um, it's hard to say. And then additionally, there were uh, there were uh, marks on her shoulders, which may or may not be uh, bird bites. Mm-hmm. So, eh. I think he said it was definitely bird bites. Yeah, definitely yeah. bird bites. Okay. So uh, that's um, it's a wild time that night. What the what the hell was going on? And also, there was a uh, he was reconstructing a piece of plastic that was found in yeah. her stomach. And he's going to fax over an image of that. So that should be mm-hmm. a pretty uh, interesting reveal. Did we mention that Truman and Cooper, um, they both acknowledge that uh, Leo Johnson drives a red Corvette? I, I think it's after they get out with... Uh, yeah, oh yeah, it would have been after they're done with Jacoby and before... Yeah, uh, yeah. he walks out of the room, they're like, you know who drives a red yeah. Corvette? And like, yeah, Leo Johnson. It's like, so, you know, <laughs> he's he's a, he's a, you know, inconspicuous psychopath. I don't wait. Whoops. I mean, they're in the... Uh, the Northwest there. It could also be Prince. I mean, it could be Prince. I think <laughs> yep, we it's... got to acknowledge the, the elephant yep. in the room. Uh, I mean, at this point, everyone's a, a suspect. And, um, yeah, Prince, um, I hope he, at this point, um, he hadn't left town because, uh, they have some questions for him. They find, I'm just saying if they find a raspberry beret in a train car somewhere, I might have to quit the podcast. <laughs> I'm just you might eat it too. <laughs> You're always hungry. <laughs> I'm actually uh, pretty full tonight, so I'm... Oh, excited. Yeah, I just ate some Chinese food. This isn't interesting, but folks at home just know that, uh, you know, eggs might not Nourishment's make Nourishment's important. Our, Nourishment sure is important. legions of fans care that you're getting essential uh, vitamins and minerals. I appreciate that. But also then, uh, uh, Andy shows them a sketch of uh, the man that uh, Sarah saw, and uh, Coop then confirms that yes. that's the guy from his dreams, right? Yes. yeah. yeah. And he says that he uh, he didn't want to be present for that because he's a strong sender. <laughs> what the heck is that? Uh, mean? Uh, he would project into her mind, I'm guessing. <laughs> but uh, he also said the eyes are a little bit off. Yeah, it's like wow, that's pretty dead on. But yeah, the eyes are what a little too close together, something like that. In typical <laughs> coop OCD, but like like exactly on the mark um, fashion. Yeah. It was very. It was, it was, a pretty cool line. His powers of extrasensory perception is even, even that is uh, OCD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Then we see uh, Hawk then comes in and says that he found the one-armed man, right? Uh, my favorite parts of this whole episode, we, uh, we totally glanced over. Uh, Coop asks them, how long does it take to get to the hotel? <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. And Andy goes uh, about a half an hour and he goes about 10 minutes and then Andy's like, well, it depends on which way you go. Depends like, which way you go. It's the, oh, my God. It's like yeah. the most amazing summation of those two ever. Yeah. Uh, Andy. Classic Andy. What a, yeah. what a goof. That just takes us to scene four. Yeah. Timber Falls Motel. Josie isn't especially sneaky. Bathroom, Ben and Catherine. Uh, 
because eh, it isn't hard enough remembering all these names, <laughs> the actual names. Oh. Bathroom talk, mill burning, book cooking, and Elvis bathing. Hooper and Andy loudly find Philip Lowly shoes salesman in room 101. Says sketch isn't his buddy Bob, but looks like someone. Used to have a mom, tat, not a creepy poem. Yeah. So, <laughs> Catherine and Ben Horner spend some quality time in a, um, a motel room just that, that just happens to be a few up or next door to uh, where the one-armed man is um, currently uh, staying. What happened at this uh, motel? Oh, boy. Well, I, I mean, there's the Great Northern, you know, where mm-hmm. a certain clientele stay. And then there's, a, <laughs> you know, this motel, which is probably uh, a more affordable and, I would uh, imagine. Right, ben can't go to the uh, the Great Northern to. Uh... Yeah, you can't go yeah. to your mistress in your own house. Yeah. Um, Catherine we also, calls. We see, uh, before all oh. this, we also see uh, uh, Josie, right? Yeah, just hanging out outside. Yeah, um, she's uh, doing some sleuth in there. So, yeah, I guess secrets out there. Um, Catherine calls Pete Pete the Poodle. That I, is a head scratcher for me, but um, <laughs> but I think the real meat of this scene, um, well, maybe the uh, maybe the appetizer to the scene is uh, Andy. <sighs> <laughs> Come on, Andy. Jeez, Andy. It's classic Andy, though. Oh my it god! Is, like it is the best. Literally the best. Just the best. Good oh my god, grief. I loved it so much. I watched it three times today, and every single time I stood up and cheered. I think Coop's reaction is maybe what the icing on the cake for him. He like jumps out of the way. Like, he like spins uh, well, yeah. around. He just yeah. Well, let's kind well, of kick know, the door in and uh, do a raid here, but uh, Andy's has other uh, ideas. It's like, I'm going to throw my gun at the ground. I don't think that was his idea as much as it just happened in uh, I mean, his Barney Fife style hijinks. I, yeah. I approve one million percent. I guess they're endearing, but I, I really, I don't know. Um, I guess he's probably pretty distractive, like even more so than usual with um, maybe uh, Lucy and mm. his, um, his um, relationship maybe a... going, you know, going through some tough times there. Huh? Yeah. I don't think we need to make excuses for why Andy does silly things. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably not wrong. Uh, so, yeah, the gun drops, goes off. Fortunately, nobody was hurt. But it does sort of alert everybody in like a two-mile radius. Gunplay sounds serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, I just had a realization. Uh-oh. Uh, Catherine called Pete, Pete the Poodle. And Uh-oh. Leo uh-huh. is obsessed with poodles. <laughs> mm. He's got his little poodle figurines. Yeah. I think I might have cracked this whole case. Oh, man. We're, we're might be Leo out, and folks. Pete. Spoilers. I forget truly who did it, so that might be a spoiler. Oh. <laughs> the poodle did it? The poodle did Maybe. it. Pete the poodle. Oh, brother. What's that weird? Leo the labradoodle. Oh, man. It's just like you got mink oil on your head. That's right up there with that. It's, <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. What are, what are Ben and uh, Captain talking about? Uh, what aren't oh. they talking about? They're talking about the... Uh, the cooked books. They're talking yeah. about uh, where she hides the cooked books, like exactly down to the uh, most descriptive uh, location possible for how uh, someone could find the books. Yeah, really. Like Maybe she should have drawn them on a map. Them? I don't know. Yeah, it seems he a, little a little naive. Look on his face. Well, sure. Yeah. 
it's in his best interest to get his hands on as much information and you know have as much leverage on anybody he deals with as possible. And he's already proven that he's kind of a slime ball. I mean, I guess she is too. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I guess she really does believe him, you know, when he says he's interested in her. Oh, get this crap. Yeah, it's a freaking invitation to love. The character's name is Montana. And then they ask, they, they're interviewing Leo. And it's like, where were you? Butte. And I even said, oh yeah, Butte, Montana. Didn't make the connection. What a goof. Go mm. figure. You are a goof. I really am. <laughs> so they're, tra- they're they're talking about burning the mill and... Uh... Yeah. yeah. Apparently uh, Ben has a guy that's going to do it. I guess it's full steam ahead with that. Do so you think this is like uh, money? Like uh, like uh, insurance money or something? Oh, it, it seems like, yeah, insurance money for Catherine. And maybe maybe Ben could pick up the land really cheap and put in another you know shopping center or, or department store or another mm-hmm. um, lodge. Um, like uh, the Great Northern Hotel, I should say. Uh I'm pretty sure they specifically say they're going to frame Josie for it. Yeah, yeah, get her out of the picture. Awkward. Well, we end with them with uh, Ben wanting to give uh, little Elvis a bath uh, and hope... drops a poker chip that she finds. Yeah, I was hoping uh, we'd skim over that. Now, to their credit, it's kind of a cheeky move, but uh, he does have a little Elvis, which I guess he just carries with him everywhere. <laughs> Didn't you yes. have a story about this guy? I indeed do. the The story of the little Elvis is uh, the censors back in the '90s were a bit more uh, tough. The censors in 1990 knew that little Elvis signified penis. Oh, <laughs> I I don't see the connection. Spotters is what you're saying. They didn't really <laughs> spot a hog. Spotters. So they didn't want little Elvis to be in this in the script. So uh, they decide. I don't know how exactly it came about, but. Someone had the idea, say, hey, hey, you know, if we just have a little Elvis in there, a literal little Elvis in there, can we get this through? And they somehow... Just, they just happen to have a, an Elvis action figure just in the prop department? It's, a, it's definitely like a Power handmade Elvis. doll. Like, the back of it's all white. It's like stitched, like two pieces of fabric stitched up with, like, Elvis dr- drawn on one side. Oh. So and, it's a tiny uh, pillow. Still sort of odd, but... So uh, <laughs> Ben drops a poker chip. She finds the poker chip... <laughs> And um, it's for like a thousand bucks or something like that. Does she ask him or does she? No, wait, she holds on. She saves it. And she just, she, all she does is pick it up and, and we see a close up on the, on the chip. Then we see the, uh, the, them interviewing uh, Philip Gerard. This guy's name is Philip Gerard. And uh, so, but this is the guy that looked exactly like Mike in uh, yeah. Coop's Dream. But he doesn't seem too Mike ish, does he? Not. Um, yeah, that's pretty day and night. Um, I gotta say, in the uh, <clears throat> in the dream sequence, um, his voice is terrifying when right. he recites the the, the the rhyme, the little poem there. Um, mm-hmm. That's some skin crawling stuff. But here he's just like kind of like just a guy, you know, right. sells shoes. So yeah, that that uh, reveal um, of yeah when uh, they fir- when they first kick down the door yeah when. Uh, he's like legit surprised. Oh yeah! Like, like oh my god! And then he turns around, and then we see, yeah, one arm. <laughs> hey, he yeah. does indeed have one arm. Which, I mean, maybe it was supposed to be more shocking that I found it. I mean, well, it was a big reveal that he was the one arm man. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, we've seen him a bunch, and uh, it's the same actor. Maybe they wanted to be more shocking than it was. I think I feel like it's just sort of a, an intense shot. Yes. Yeah, and intended to be so. It don't, yeah, it definitely intended to be intense and maybe shocking, but um, I didn't. I don't know. I wasn't particularly shocked by it. 
I, I yeah, didn't I'm, gasp and, cl- and clutch my pearls. That's yeah, certainly sure. not. It's like, oh my god, the the character they call the one arm man only has one arm. It's, what? Indeed. What is this? But yeah, yeah and we, they they start questioning him, right? And, yeah, he uh, does reveal a lot though. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, dream so is getting info, closer not, and closer. Not, this, not the kind of info that they expect, but they they do get info, right? Yes, Maybe. but it's more info that uh, kind of um, uh, coalesces um, uh, Cooper's dream than actual. Right. I mean, I guess it leads to actual um, leads in the case, but it's not like it's not like actual like evidence. It's more like it's it's uh, it's uh, propping up his uh, his dream, which is neat because as we find out, it's uh, it's pretty handy. It's pretty prophetic. So they show him a picture of their sketch of Bob. Yeah, and he doesn't recognize him. But what does he say? Something to the effect of but like he looks he does... like somebody, doesn't he? Yeah, he says he's, like... he's never seen him before in his life, but he looks like somebody. No, that that statement doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's but... a curious way of putting that. Yeah, is that just how like you, chalk... how does he look familiar if you've never seen him? Exactly. Yeah. Is it maybe? Is it, are we chalking that up to just like Twin Peaks being Twin Peaks, or maybe there is a relevance there, like I've... a foreshadowing? I mean, you guys aren't going to tell I me, and, I, I, that, and, and please don't. But uh, it does seem like an odd thing to say. And they asked him if they, he knows any Bobs. And he does, Bob yeah. Bob Lidecker is just about one of my best friends in the world. Yep, yeah, and he's about the best darn vet as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, conveniently not located terribly far away. But, uh, you know, caveat here is he's uh, he's in a coma uh, at the hospital. Right. So, uh, huh. so I guess that's why assaulted. the one-armed man was... Yeah, and do, we don't know who assaulted him, though. We don't know what happened there, do we? Well, Harry, Harry knew he was assaulted, yeah. but they don't get yeah. any information. Yeah, about. they don't reveal anything here. So right. this is why we we seen the the one arm man or Hawks saw the one arm man um, at the hospital there. But um, it's kind of weird that if you're visiting a patient, unless you're getting like super super lost, you really generally don't wander into the morgue area. He could have been just like known a back way to go out to park in like a back lot or. Uh... Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. That's I mean. <laughs> No, that makes sense, no. actually. Selling shoes to uh, <laughs> hospital workers. He tried to offer to outfit the police with shoes. He could be uh, trying to trying sell to shoes at the hospital as well. Uh, people in the morgue? No, oh, no. Well, I mean, he could with be doing shoes. that as well. I meant more like, uh, you know, nurses and doctors are on their feet all day. They yeah, yeah. they might need a comfortable shoe. You know, he could help them out. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> It's an easy sell, maybe. I mean, I don't know what type of money you're going to get out of them, but it's like, yeah, just try those on. What do you think? That's what I thought. Maybe cut that out. They're both but you won't know the difference. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really, just hammer those in there. Um, So Cooper asks him, it's like, well, did you ever, um, do you you have a tattoo? And um, hard with him here. Yeah. Um, It's like, how did you lose your arm? Was it a car accident or something like that? And it's like, well, did you have a tattoo? And it's like, yeah. And he kind of breaks down. He's like, "What? Whoa! What's going on here?" It's like, "Well, what did it say?" And uh, it's like, "And I know uh, I held my breath, and I'm assuming the audience uh, at this point collectively held their breath as well." But uh, it just said, uh, "Mom," which not what I was expecting. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> One thing that uh, I remember before we had DVD with the uh, uh, subtitles for years. Okay. I thought he. It, I thought the tattoo said, "Bob." Oh wow! In, which uh, is just, which going is just back, very confusing. Yeah, and going back and listening or rewatching it again today, like without the subtitles on, you could easily hear Bob, like because he's, he's like crying and it's like 
it's like very hard to understand him because he's crying so hard. Yeah. And like mom and Bob are so close. Like, like mm-hmm. I was specifically looking for it to see if it sounded like it. And it certainly could be Bob or mom, but it is. Do think, do you think that was an yeah. intentional choice to kind of make it like, uh, not super clear? Wouldn't put anything I just think a mom these, tattoo uh... is, I think it's like a tropey, funny yeah, tattoo absolutely. for him to have. And like, uh, that's why they went with it. Um, I, I have wouldn't to put say, anything past these uh, sneaky bastards yeah. making the show. I have to say, in like the the medium of the day, like the VHS era and the Betamax era before it, you could really um, the quality of the um, uh, the recordings and such. It, it it seems like you have a lot more wiggle room than with the uh, ultra high def stuff now, where you oh, could hide sure. inconsistencies and like hide little like visual things. And I'm, I'm sure it wasn't super obvious. I know I didn't see it, and I have a, like a 4K monitor here that I watched it on. The, the the couch creeper and the mirror in that one scene, but it just seems mm-hmm. like maybe they had more wiggle room to like hide things like um like audio or uh or visual things like inconsistencies. They had more freedom to uh, uh to play around with things, you know, put mm-hmm. little uh, Easter eggs and such in. We uh, we do find out that even though his name is Philip, his middle name is indeed Michael. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Why didn't I write that down? So, this dream, it's pretty, uh, I mean, it's not exact, but it's, uh, it's eerily, uh, correct. It is. Some of the things. Slowly but surely, these things are all coming to, coming to light, or coming true? I can't wait to find out about the gun that comes back in style. I want to, I want to see how that fits into anything. I challenge them. It's Fruit Stripe. Scene five. Ladies' room. Yeah. Audrey is into Coop. She and Donna share info. Audrey romanticizes Laura at One-Eyed Jacks. They both learn new things from each other. Yeah, this is a a pretty revealing scene. The scene is amazing. Like, that pink room with the red Twin Peaks in the background. Oh, yeah. this, This is honestly, like, one of the coolest... I mean, the red room's pretty great, but, like, this set is one of the best sets in Twin Peaks. <laughs> just the bathroom. It's just, just the bathroom. Like it's, oh, it's such a, such a cool setting. I actually am ordering a T-shirt tonight with uh, Audrey standing in the bathroom smoking a cigarette, like oh, neat. with uh, that wall in the background. Oh, rad! I believe that this was a an actual school. I'm not. I, 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 at least from the the pilot, there was an, they used a real school. This might be huh. like a uh, a reproduction of what the school, like the style of the school that they. Well, that's a happy in, uh, accident. Right. Now, do you think but, that but maybe the, the school have like stripes, like on on like the, the walls in the hallways? Very possible. I'm sorry, I was too busy I watching that guy that. dance. <laughs> that's <laughs> either way. So, do you think? Do you think maybe the the um the school um that they use as a set kind of informed the location and informed the title? No. Okay, so that was just something that they stumbled across or something that their art department knocked together? Uh, probably, or it just happened to be coincidence, but uh, for sure... When you're saying uh, coincidence, Pe- what do you mean? Uh, like he, he's saying that maybe the uh, the show was called Twin Peaks because of oh, the, no. uh, Twin Peaks in this scene, but no, uh, no like Twin Peaks wasn't even... a a theorized place before David Lynch came up with it. Okay. 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 Uh, he had to actually alter. I think I talked about this 
like early in the the podcast got uh he had to alter it to make it like a real place because the place he was describing wasn't actually a real place. You see the shock etched were, in my face. Originally wanted to shoot in uh, <laughs> South Dakota or North Dakota or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, where there's no mountains. Yeah. Right. None peaks. Or no trees. Yeah, it's, it's called Flat Place with no trees where you can see exactly who killed Laura Palmer from 200 yeah, really? miles away. Yeah. <laughs> So we find out uh, a lot. Like it's um, it's revealed uh, about the coke, about uh, Laura saying yeah. Doctor Jacoby, about uh, one-eyed Jacks, um, the perfume counter. Like it's just all laid out between the two of them. Um, I feel like they, we don't learn we don't learn anything new, but they they do. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, knew all they, this, but it's like slowly them. the realization is kind of spreading almost. Like um, of uh, what and Laura the things that they, uh, they teach each other, they both take away mm-hmm. and do uh, things with. Yep. <laughs> As it moves yep. forward. And uh, I'm assuming Donna's going to take whatever she learned back to Bobby and they're going to do what they're doing. And then um, Audrey's going to continue to um, sleuth around to try and impress Coop. Well, Audrey, like, specifically promises that whatever they find will stay between the two of them. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> is Donna even paying attention? She's clearly going to go right back to Coop with any of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like, yeah, anybody that trusts Audrey at this point, I don't know. I think she's pretty well... Uh, but I mean, um, even if they do trust her, it's like... That ship has sailed. She's obviously doing this. Oh, my God, yeah. 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 She even says oh, right back, yeah. 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 So, well, the things that they learn, uh, Audrey knows uh, about Lauren James. Donna confirms it by not denying it, basically. Yeah, she doesn't she say anything. She doing but... cocaine. Yeah. Well, nose candy, just... anyway. It could be... Nose candy. <laughs> we don't sweet know what she's for nose candy. Just shoving Pop Rocks up there. Yeah. What a rush. I bet it is. <laughs> and she also shares that uh, she was seeing Jacoby. Maybe. Right. No, she didn't. I guess what even Laura's parents didn't know. Like, I, I, I'm sure it's going to come to a, um, as a shock to a lot of people. Right. Didn't Jacoby himself uh, say in the in the, the infamous tie scene that uh, mm-hmm. Laura was seeing him, but um, her parents didn't like you know her parents didn't know, and then he laughed because that's appropriate, you know. My my memory is. Reliably unreliable. Mine's not much better, but that scene is a scene I may never forget. <laughs> that poor, poor hula girl. Anyways, moving on. So yeah, I think I think it's interesting that uh, how much Audrey is romanticizing what Laura was going through. Talks about yeah, Laura it's... being in a place like One Eye Jacks, and she's like, I get all the uh, like icy hot or something. Yeah, tingly maybe. Yeah, I think she makes uh, a comment similar to both of those things. Yeah, it uh, doesn't seem super healthy that uh, she's um, almost jealous that uh, whatever was happening just, uh, is interested in interesting because she's bored. Ah, uh, okay. She also yeah, mentions no, that's... in the beginning of the scenes about escape. Yeah. Okay, so she wants to she wants to blow this pop stand this uh, this one stoplight town. And, uh, yeah, there's bigger and better things out there for Audrey as far as she's concerned. Interesting. Common small town childhood thing. So So they both talk, uh, Audrey suspects that maybe Laura was working at One-Eyed Jacks and, uh, Donna's like, hmm. It would explain a few things. It would explain a few things. Yeah. 
She also mentions that they uh, both worked at the perfume counter of uh, her dad's yeah, her, department store. Yeah, her and Renhead. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I wonder what she's going to do with that um, with that knowledge. We're now uh, scene six. Hank's parole. Norma reluctantly backs Hank. Gross domino. So Norma doesn't seem to, super thrilled to be there. It's very weird. She seems very conflicted, but also yeah. like maybe obviously she's helping him. Right. Well, when she's talking yeah. to uh, the lawyer in the hallway mm-hmm. uh, prior to the hearing, mm-hmm. uh, like right before they go in, she's like spinning her ring, like it's like uh, oh good, like a weight, mm. you know, oh, like okay. uh, like she keeps on messing with her ring and like spinning it, like I okay. think it might be uh, maybe she doesn't wear it all the time, or maybe yeah. she's just really thinking about how much it weighs currently. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's not a great situation for her to be in. It's so strange because she could just not vouch for him, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean she could be in theory or, you know, maybe yes. he, uh, sometimes people on the inside have connections on the outside. Or he's well, going to get out eventually, you know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm, I'm wondering if she's um, she's afraid of Hank because he seems kind of, he's kind of got crazy eyes. Uh, I don't know, I, I like immediately didn't like this character when he showed up. It's like, yeah, this guy's up to no good. He's in, he's there, um, he's uh, in jail for what he claims was an accident. <sighs> but I don't know if I right, buy it's, that. It's a weird thing. Like he, he explains it. It is it, weird, it, isn't it? <laughs> it's like he accidentally, he manslaughtered a homeless person. Yeah, yeah it was, was a homeless that, person that nobody knew. Yeah, which right, is a weird he, thing he to, to specify. It's like, yeah, it's still a human life. I mean, okay, fine. And uh, he was sleeping by the side of the road. I yeah, mean, car, brand new car went out of control. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't and know. Then he luckily went to prison. Suspicious. He said. So I guess maybe we'll maybe. Oh boy. Well, I guess we'll see if he gets out or not. But uh, I, I think he's going to be a real uh, monkey wrench in the system, Mister Monkey Wrench. Um, I don't know. He's we'll, a, he's, he's a big we'll talker, though, right? He can seems like he just. He's all about talking himself out of situations. Yeah, he's, he's like slick. disassociates himself uh, with the killing at the at the hearing. There, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's everybody's fault but his own. And uh, he has a domino keychain, which I'm sure is going to come up um, again later. <laughs> so I guess we'll see. But uh, yeah, that's uh, it. Came up to his lips. Yeah. Oof. No, not until the end does he really, uh, and I know you well, love this true. one, uh, right. uh, guy. He really just goes to town on it. Yeah, he just, goes He goes to mouth town. Yeah, but a that five-minute scene. I know. <laughs> We're saved from that so as of right too, now. Too long. It's too long. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. I'm sure we'll dedicate about 43 sure minutes to it. sure it'll be in it. someone's episode aces. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, so. Corniest moment? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Thanks. it should be in the running. We are now at scene seven. Uh, convenience store slash vet. Hawkeye five. Harry Kitty lover. More Coop's dreams come true. Coop swears the confiscated files will yield the bird that bit Laura. So Bob's vet practice is on a hill. Yes, above a convenience store. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. The uh, yeah, the high five that you just mentioned is <laughs> w- wonderful. <laughs> I, I missed it. I missed it. Um, oh yeah, I'm going to have to give this uh, episode another pass. For whatever reason, this had cool background stuff going on. For whatever reason, right here, he was just like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, the high five was amazing. Kitten. Harry petting the cat was, like, truly... 
I, I don't know why it stuck out as so great of just like, uh, like that he's a small town sheriff, just like, oh, yeah. hey, kid and their cat. How's it going, little kitty? And then they go at in the like, same time. The, uh, the the girl holding the cat was like, you do not look at that camera. You keep your eyes down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But uh, one way or the other, it was uh, both like lasted less than a second and both like added a ton to the episode. <laughs> Pretty delightful. And, so they uh, walk up to the uh, the vet's office, mm-hmm. and uh, just uh, you know, just suddenly, llama, uh, llama, <laughs> iguana, bird. Like, there's a whole. No one in there had the same animal. No, no it was a real menagerie. Now, there's this a Twin s- Peaks. They don't have normal pets. They don't have no, dogs. No, seriously. Yes, they don't have cats. My marmot with his peg legs. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where I'm going with that. But uh, anyways, um, apparently a guy. There's a. There's a story about that llama. There's not actually. That's wrong. By the way, that's wrong. Yep. It was just an accident. Get the heck out. Are you sure? I just I've heard read it from two different places now. I just read it from uh, who plays Dale Cooper. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, yeah Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin, McLaughlin said that it. It just happened. Like get uh, the hell out. That llama does an amazing take. That was yeah. incredible. That is is insane. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just read from an interview today with him where he said, it, well, "If it he said happened. it, then I would I would take his word for it." Get the yeah. hell out. Yep. Well, that's just an incredible scene then, and uh, that llama is a star. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just a uh, aside. Uh, the first time we recorded this, I I was getting secondhand information that Kyle McLaughlin put something in his mouth in order to make the the the, the llama look at him. Kazoo. I mean, I didn't <laughs> talk specifically to Carl McLaughlin, so my information is also secondhand. So, well, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. We may never know. Although, Carl McLaughlin seems like a pretty uh, reliable source as far as what happened in the show that I he was think. in, in the scene that he was in. <laughs> but, but who's really to say the llama's motivations? <laughs> I mean, I can't <laughs> speak for that llama. So, yeah, so uh, what do they do here? They... Uh... They confiscate the files. They they yeah. ask if they show she he shows the woman at the desk the the Bob face and she says that's yeah. not Bob Lidecker. That's um, I wasn't really surprised by that because uh, that sketch yeah. looks like uh, the sketch of a crazy person. And yeah. <laughs> let's, could be let's go to the vet. crazy person MD. Yeah, really. Let's take Mister Fluffy Mittens to the vet with the crazy eyes. You know, he's gonna smoke <laughs> cigarettes and dry click a revolver at my kitten. You know, no, let's not let's not take him there. <laughs> Like what? yes, <laughs> but uh, I mean, if it stops them from, you know, missing the litter box, whatever it takes. I mean, it might be it might be worth it. I don't know. I, I, I knock on wood. Hold on, I'm knock on wood. I'm not in that situation, but um, I'm kind of relieved almost that uh, uh, Bob Lidecker isn't the Bob in the uh, sketch. Although I'm, you know, you know, I'm left wanting more. But I guess we're gonna find out, or or not. <laughs> we'll find something out. I mean, I hope so. Um, so yeah, so then he uh, Coop then swears that uh, in these files they will find the bird that bit Laura Palmer, right? Yeah, it's a he little does. curious how uh, they're using his dream as a uh, uh, an excuse just to be able to take people's files, uh, an excuse to be able to just uh, break into people's apartments. <sighs> this guy I, had a dream, all right? Yeah, I, mean, I it's... think like we're. Uh, <laughs> 
Like now, it's, it's more shocking when they do something that would hold up in court. Rather yeah, than really. <laughs> when they do something that won't hold up in court, like uh, yeah, pretty much no I'm no decisions they make are normal. I think there's a, an amount of suspension of disbelief in this show, and um, oh, oh, yes, oh, yes, and for a penny and for a pound. You know what I mean? It's just like um, <clears throat> it's like fine, yeah, take my my vet files because you had a dream. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> but so far they seem. The dreams uh, seem pretty prophetic, so... Uh. Yeah, no, uh, a lot of this is aligning oddly. Not exactly, but enough yeah, that it's, like, uh, you know, like, there's something to it. Proof like is the, in the pudding-filled donut. Mm. Ooh, no, wait, the mentalist, on. you know, uh, was always, like, solving crimes with his mental powers, and uh, Psych was, like, a fake detective. They actually do a Twin Peaks episode with a lot of guest yeah. stars. Oh, That's pretty great. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen it. it. Yeah, oh, so. I, I actually have it on my DVR right now. My wife actually asked if we were going to uh, talk about that when we were done the show, and I was like, I don't know. Talk to me in three years. <laughs> <laughs> three years? Holy moly! It's we'll actually see. going. We're actually doing this much faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're. I don't know. I'm having a good time, guys. Then three years. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's called Dual Spires. I know that. I know that that episode is called Dual Spires. <laughs> it's a very good episode. Very good. A, that's that's good. Seek it out. Uh, is there anything else to talk about that? Uh, uh, Andy finds the tw- uh, twine down at the... Uh... Oh, at the convenience store. Yeah, the Finley yeah, Spine twine. Yeah, Coop tells him, go down to the store and get twine. Because yep. he knows it's going to be there because he's Coop. Yep, because he's Coop, and it just happens to be the, the exact brand. So, yeah, Andy goes down there to buy the twine, and I don't think he was in the room um, when Albert, um, uh, via um, via uh, uh, Gordon Cole... Um, uh, reveals the report that it's Finley's fine twine, and he just happens to come back with that exact brand. Boom. Um, unbeknownst, it's uh, it's getting creepy, folks. Mm-hmm. But they did mention it was a very common brand. They did. It's still I don't know. These things are starting to stack up. These ha- these happenstances and coincidences. All right. Well, we will uh, now get to scene eight. Oh boy. We are at a uh, Shellio's, but we are seeing. <sighs> Belly, getting horny. Shelly yeah. reveals Leo's connection to Jacques, his bloody shirt and her gun. Bobby takes the shirt, mentioning big plans for Leo. Bobby teaches Shelly. Good, good lord, these, these people. <sighs> this starts out with, I, I dare say, a horny moment. Yeah, like, oh yeah, uh, they are Probably the horniest. It's got to I mean, be. I think uh, so. Yeah. I mean, you know, time will tell. But uh, <laughs> yeah, time will tell. But if, yeah, if it's, it's not in the running, then it's about to get real horny up in here. <laughs> so Bobby and Shelley are just fooling around at Shelley's place, and she specifically doesn't know where Leo is. And uh, Bobby, you know, Bobby Big Talk. He's like, well, you know, where, you know, where's Leo at? Because you know, that guy will kill me. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's okay. I can hear his Corvette. You know, um, a mile away. It's like, yeah, let's. An oddly wise moment from Bobby. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. does he does he follow through on it and say, "Well, that's stupid. I'm getting out of here. Let's wait until he's like, you know, right. in, in not, you know, a different state or something." Wise. Oh no, 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 no. Let's just uh, let this scene play out. And I just, oh, God, I just kept on picturing him walk through the door. You know, it's just like, oh, my car broke down, and what the hell's going on? You know. Mm-hmm. But well, she knew he was with, with Jacques, right? Uh, so uh, Shelley mentions that. Leo and Jacques are hanging out, which then gives Bobby this because his wheel's turning. Yeah. 
And then he says, Jacques and Leo are selling drugs to kids. <laughs> yeah. And I just heard about this today and I have nothing to do with it. Right. Ugh. They have no middleman. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Certainly I wonder how they do two, it. Two middlemen named Snobby. <laughs> well, we find out that another odd thing. Uh, Leo has Shelly uh, sew his initials into all of his clothing. Right, so, after she gives little, him the, 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 the bloody shirt. Yeah, yeah, a little uh, plot convenience playhouse here. I right. think it's like a power move of like just him putting his name on everything just to remind her that everything's his. It's it's yeah. his uh, his uh, being yeah. a, a controlling bastard biting him in the ass. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, yeah he's uh, he's uh, he's uh, marking his territory. But you know, and I know I, I don't know about you guys, but I know that I had to like pee all over my shirts just so people know that they're mine. <laughs> That's not a uh, thing. I, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so glad that we're recording in different studios now. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can't see me from the waist down, so you know, always wonder, June. But like uh, another uh, thing, speaking of shirts, uh, Bobby's shirt in this scene is awesome. He's oh yeah, good eye. A work shirt that says <laughs> "Dick" right on it, and Bobby, <laughs> king of the dicks, He's like kind of uh, talking about getting things past the censors before. Like uh, <laughs> uh, that's a name. I mean, it certainly is a name, but much like Little Elvis is also a doll. Yeah. I don't think Dick was mentioning the name in this. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're. I think you're right. So Bobby does take the bloody shirt, and uh, then they start to get a little, uh, little, uh, little late night, little sexy, and uh, and I'm just gonna say it, guys, and um, I, I don't want to say it, but I think I have to say it. I think a new thing is uh, here, well, new to me, anyways. Uh, gun sex is that what happened? <laughs> Because, that yeah, doesn't not, seem safe. I mean, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Maybe he's going to teach the, her. It's part of the thrill, I guess. He's going to teach her gun safety. Uh, when they make uh, these two are always making good moves, good decisions. So I'm sure yeah. that gun's not loaded. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> everything's the safety's fine. on. Yeah. Uh, if I were a betting man, I'd. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and something else I noticed. Um, so she, um, Shelly entices him in um, with promises of gun sex. And Bobby, his eyes, um, you know, pop open wide like the wolf from the Tex Avery cartoons. And he's like, oh. And he spits out his gum <laughs> onto the floor. Not right. Now. He um, does? does? He does. Now, could that be the gum that comes back in style? And does somebody find that? A.K.A. the... Uh, Oh, well, you know, the cigarettes from before, from now on, you only smoke one type of cigarette. Like, Leo's like, oh, well, you know, is this your gum? Like, oh, yeah, I just spit gum on the floor. I don't know, this could be, this could cause problems later. It's one of those little throwaway things that they're really fond of that you might not catch. Right. Maybe, or maybe she, uh, this is just like um, another reason that she's just uh, trading one guy who thinks he's her maid for another guy who thinks that she's. (sighs) Speaking of that, well, that's sad. <laughs> when he takes the bloody shirt, she asks him what he's going to do with it. Yep. And he just says, you don't have to know. Yep. Which is what, who else said Le- that? Yeah, Leo said that to her. Yep. So they're just kind of showing, uh, the subtext is that she makes bad decisions. She makes poor she's decisions. She's got a type, guys. She's got a type. That is unfortunate. Although I still think she's very incrementally possibly moving up the ladder with these types. Bobby's I mean, much less bad. Yeah. Very incrementally. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's, 
He's younger, so maybe he'll get worse with time. There's there's at least two steps badness between (laughs) Leo and and, uh, Bobby. Yeah, I think we find out later that that Leo's worse um, than Bobby by a fair margin. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think it was you, June, that said at one point, um, it's uh, Leo's actually bad, where Bobby's just kind of pretending to be tough and bad. And I think that's the the takeaway there. I think that's what we should take away from that. Also... Poodle figurines. <laughs> they're just everywhere. Poodle figurines, yes. <laughs> I do hope they're his. I'm, just, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like my <laughs> fingers are crossed so hard. I don't think she, I don't think Shelly's allowed to have stuff. So. Oh my god. Scene nine: the sheriffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucy's adorable. Yeah. Word search begins. Target practice. We yeah. learn Coop has a past that haunts him. Hawk has a girlfriend. Lucy reveals their work is cut out for them. Yes. So yeah, Indy's uh, he's uh, there to get some pistol training, which whew, that that couldn't uh, that couldn't come quick enough. I feel right. Well, the first thing they do is they hand Lucy all the files. They explain what what they're doing. She goes, "Okay, I'll I'll do the files then." Yeah. <laughs> and just yeah. her delivery is amazing. <laughs> yep, yeah, she's she's fantastic. So something uh, you said earlier, June, about uh, Andy kind of being the Barney Fife of this uh, of this series. Um, I think it was Truman that said something like he, he sent him down to um, um, down to the range to get some ammo because um, I guess maybe he's not allowed to hold you know carry a lot of ammo around and that really even before you said that while I was watching this for the first time it really um, in my mind's like oh yeah Barney Fife he had the one bullet and that's all that we could have and it had to keep it in his pocket and it was just like I bet they didn't show it on the Andy Griffith show but maybe there was a similar situation where. You know, or maybe they did. I don't. I don't remember. But I, I, I can't remember a situation where they were trying to do something and he threw his gun at the at the ground. Don't but, spoil our uh, Mayberry RFD podcast. Ooh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, wouldn't that be great? Uh, anyway, anyways, um, but yeah, we are we are definitely on the same uh, the same wavelength for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Harry and uh, yep. Andy are certainly Andy yep. and Barney. Like uh, absolutely. And it's delightful. I, I applaud. Coop gives Andy a little bit of a pep talk. Yeah. Well, I guess Lucy's still being distant to him, and you know maybe you know they, right. they, you know it's I mean he's an open book. I feel like Andy's not like some cryptic character. Like, <laughs> like he's got you fooled. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's the murderer the whole time, and he cried the whole to be time he did it. Everyone. I. Really am. I have a hot take coming up. Nice. I'm, I'm, and and maybe not this episode, but at some point I got I got to see what um, how certain things play out. But uh, I have some suspicions. But in any event, yeah, Andy's a, uh, whoo, he's a, uh, he's a terrible shot. <laughs> I mean, That's it depends uh, on what he was aiming at. Uh, right. Well, maybe he meant to do that. Yeah. So it's obvious that he's pretty distracted. Maybe that's what's uh, causing it. But Coop immediately picks up on uh, how he's like, well, what does he ask him? Something like, uh, how long has Lucy been mad at you or something like that? I feel, right, like then, Coop, uh, yeah. uh, I feel like Coop's always making these like revelations. And sometimes it's like, oh, wow, that's really oppressive, impressive. But, yeah. And other times <laughs> it's like he's just saying something that's incredibly obvious and what's going on. Yep. And it's like treated the same way as when he makes like a big grand reveal. Like, oh, <laughs> she's mad at you. But like from every single interaction you've had today, it was super obvious. Yeah. Like this one, I don't know if it's him and his most slooper sleuthiness. Well, Coop being uh, um, kind of the avatar of truth in this show, well, you know, among some others, 
I feel maybe nobody else really wanted to bring it up, but Coop having no qualms about, you know, rocking the boat maybe a little. He's just mm-hmm. like, so, hey, what's that about? Another I just one want of those to note that, uh, Harry then says, uh, not too many secrets left around here. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, my I ears bet. always perk up there. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. It's just like, uh, I mean, hopefully not, because uh, there's a killer on the loose. <laughs> but, okay. Indeed. Because, so, uh, yeah, Andy's just the, he needs lots of practice. But we found out uh, Hawk is a pretty pretty decent shot. But yeah, pretty much everyone that you, you you see shoot is like they're as good as you expect them to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except Coop. Who uh, you didn't expect him to be uh, inhumanly good at shooting? You know what? Um, I didn't. I expected him to be a really proficient shot because he's proficient at everything, every aspect of his job. It seems. I not did cartoonishly not... good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But I did not expect him to reminisce about some lost love and just killify the target right. in, like, like comedic fashion. What do you say? Four through the eyes and one in each nostril? Well, that's his OCD. Like, uh, it's got to yeah. even out. He's like, oh, you missed two. He's like, oh, no, actually, I put four through the eyes. He's like, what the? Or two through each eye or something to that effect. And uh, it's like, okay, that's uh, that's horrifying. <laughs> But they all kind of like uh, they have some bro time and they you know they're talking about ladies and uh, we found out uh, Hulk has a girlfriend. That's right. Or had a girlfriend. Had or he tells has. this little uh, poem that uh, yes. sounds like a uh, very uh, wise old something that's been passed down from the ages, but it's just yeah. a hero for his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, which is nice. That was sweet. And she's a PhD of what now? Uh, Brandeis. It's a school. That's a school. So she has a doctorate at a school, local school. Gotcha, gotcha. Not okay. local, like uh, Massachusetts, I think. Oh, wow. Okay, so maybe uh, it was an ex-girlfriend and she left to go to school or something? and Maybe they were exchanging letters and he wrote it in oh. a letter to her yeah. or something. Oh, he has a pen pal. That's sweet. Diane Shapiro. I wrote that down. <laughs> okay, yep. okay. Well, maybe we meet her. Maybe we don't. I don't know. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Da. Da. Okay, I guess we'll find but out. Yeah, I think not. it's interesting talking about Coop's. Uh, he gives that little exposition about his past, but you know, not too much detail. But he's got a past that he's yeah, uh, something does through. rattle him. Yeah, he, he does have um, um, some emotions under that veneer. He's not this. Uh, yeah, he he does have uh, like a like a human core, you know. Right. He's just not all business or just not all goofiness. So then we are now at the double R. Scene 10. Toad is a yeah. bad tipper. Shelly and Norma commiserate and plan to treat themselves. Before going yeah. to the Haywards for lasagna SOS, James meets Maddie. Hank gets parole. It's another dense scene. We have multiple characters in each of these scenes, and they're all each going through their own thing here. But so Toad, um, what's his deal? What, he leaves like a, like, I mean, at best case, like a 50 cent piece, a do, you know, like right. a, a quarter. You know what happens when a Toad gets struck by lightning? Oh, God. You're kicked out of the pod? Is that is that what happens? Uh, worst reference ever. Yeah, it's not... I like most no, of that movie, but it. some of it, the bad parts are really pretty bad. What movie? Uh, uh, the first X-Men movie. X-Men, when uh, Storm is talking about oh. electrocuting Toad. Yeah, Toad. Oh, gotcha. And uh, it's worse than any line in Catwoman. <laughs> I've never actually seen that, so I think I'm good, but thank you. Yeah, you can tune into my Catwoman podcast if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have uh, anything else to do that day. It's, I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> so yeah, we see uh, Shelley and uh, Norma. They're kind of commiserating, right, about their their uh, yeah 
two men they're, to each of us and don't know what to do with one of them. Yeah, they're really uh, they're really uh, frank and open about about that. It's um, it's kind of like um, flying in the face of the uh, the whole um, the theme of secrets, where nobody mm-hmm. wants to talk about everything and everybody's holding something back from somebody. But it it was kind of weird. It's like stuck out. Um, it's like, oh yeah, you know, we've got two these two men each. And it's like, it's it's kooky. It's it's interesting. It's like, okay, it's a nice uh, peek, uh, you know, into the characters. I guess they trust each other. They're friends, is what they're trying to um, they're trying to express here that they're they're friends and they're comfortable around each other, which is nice. Well, I, I think it's noteworthy that they they plan to have a spa day. Because that gets noted later. Oh yeah, you know, sounds what? Good, like a future good episode good highlight. But tune in next time. Ooh, right. or not, or not. But yeah, they plan to have a spa day because I guess they're both feeling bad, you know. So it's like, you know what? Let's go get makeovers and unpaying. So that's nice. So who should walk in then? James. Uh, this is when James walks in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he calls he Donna. He goes right to the phone, right? Yeah. And uh, calls Donna, and uh, there's an, she, she tells him about what she heard that, that morning, right? Yeah. About the necklace. And uh, there's a lasagna SOS. Uh, Dr. <laughs> SOS. Dr. Yeah. Hayward is, uh, you know, at his... Uh, most wonderful in this. His Who ever heard best. of diet lasagna? Oh, uh, that, that terrible, line. Oh my gosh, that was the worst impression on this podcast yet. Oh. <laughs> you really you oh took me there. You sent I've me there, the bar. June. The water has oh. gone. Your Whoa. ship has gone so high with how low the water just got. <laughs> Who ever heard nice. of diet lasagna? Okay, thank you. You've replaced me for worst impressionist. <laughs> I was more. Thank you. I was more Pete Martell than it was Doctor Hayward, but. Whoever like, heard of die lasagna? Fish and lasagna. So James, uh, he seems to be pretty short and abrupt. Uh, is the maybe the thrill is wearing off here? Like, uh, what's going on here? Like James, like he doesn't. Uh, he could be hungry I, and not for he could be lasagna. Hungry. Uh, yeah, he just his seems girlfriend in, in, did immediately just die. Short. Yes, but he did immediately just get a new girlfriend. So I mean, I mean, you know, it looks like he at least broke even. Inappropriate. Um, yeah, I don't... I'm only. I'm only here to tell you that all of your uh, your takes are right. So you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just uh, you know something's bugging him, and he's he's pretty short with Donna. I felt kind of bad for her. She's uh, you know she just wants to see him. Have him over for, for some diet lasagna, um, some fruit punch, and some wholesome uh, you know conversation. <laughs> you know, it's just like until the put on that bed. sweater I like, and he will put on that sweater she likes. Anyways, um, that's not important. But yeah, he's kind of short with her. And then, uh, who should walk in now? Mm-hmm. But, um, Madeline. And the guy, James, kind of turns around, and he's pretty stunned. Well, right, it's got to be a little confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then she reveals who she is, and I guess he never... They, they had never met. Right. So... I wonder where that's going to go. Yeah, she introduces herself, takes off her glasses, and... Uh, Wait a second! <laughs> <laughs> like Clark Clint, she turns immediately into Laura yeah. Palmer. Yeah. Captain Amazing doesn't wear glasses. Nice. <laughs> Good reference. Um, and then just the... Uh, this scene is just uh, just exposition upon exposition, because who um, who calls Norma then after that weird scene? Right, gets he gets a call from someone saying they can't got his parole. Yeah, and she doesn't seem super uh, super happy about it. Sad. No, she seems very sad. <laughs> um, and again, to feel, um, I think in her initial recording, as you guys pointed out, it's like 
he probably might not have gotten it if she wasn't there to speak for him or um, you know show her support for him. So I wondered, is she that afraid of him? Time will you tell. Know? Right. Well, I guess so. Scene 11, the Great Northern Hotel. Been annoyed by joking Icelander. Audrey plays Ben. Ben makes shady plans. So Ben's uh, jazzercising pretty hard in that outfit. He's uh, sweating <laughs> to the oldies. And uh, he, he means it. I think he's got like the first Peloton there. Like it's uh, oh, get it looks out. like it has a screen with like mountains on it. Like I didn't even know these things existed far that far back. Well, he's nice. a man of means. He's pretty wealthy. Makes sense that he'd have like the the you know the latest hottest thing maybe. So, so we hear uh, him talking to an Icelander that is uh, yeah. telling him a joke that we don't hear the uh, punchline to. Yeah, like, which I'm almost put my glad brother for. Back on the phone. Yeah, like <laughs> that's great. Put my brother back on the phone. Like who the hell was that jerk? <laughs> something to that effect <laughs> oh jeez so Ben still kind of a jackass pretty much but the meat of this uh, part is when uh, when Audrey comes in and talks to him yeah they have a heart to heart and it's almost sweet if it wasn't pretty obvious that Audrey's just trying to get what she wants right which is Agent Cooper um, and to do so she uh, she asks her dad um, you know she wants more you know and she tells him she wants more and she wants a uh, she wants to work her way um, up through the company and learn the ropes. And uh, she wants a job specifically at the perfume counter. Right. I don't know if she mentions that to him, but she she says that she doesn't want to do something, you know. Yeah, she doesn't want to, like, yeah, yeah. She wants to start at the bottom. Level. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I did yeah, mention that in my initial notes. Things. She could be trying to uh, solve this and also trying to help the family out. We don't really know all oh. her motivations. Ooh, what a hero. Um... Yeah, so, uh, and he doesn't immediately bite, but eventually he does concede. He's like, you know, I think he wants to believe that yeah, she wants to. Yeah, that is pretty believable. Yeah, yeah, and it's nice, it's nice. Ah, but And he's legit, like, moved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost like she's a good actress. <laughs> yeah. You'd think he'd be more on his guard after the um, that um, really scathing thing. Um, we lost Laura, you know, a couple of days ago, but I lost you years ago. Like, it's just like, you think he'd right. be more on his guard, you know, but I guess he really just wants to believe that, you know, his daughter, whom he loves, is uh, wants to straighten up and fly right. Yeah, and I can't I can't blame that. him. There's I can't fault him for that. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. You do get the feeling that, that he really does truly love her. Despite yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, despite him being kind of a shit. He's doing. Yeah, not not great otherwise, but he does love his children. Oh. And then immediately when he gets a phone call from uh, from someone as of right now, we don't know yeah. who it yeah. is. He asks uh, her to leave the room. Suddenly turns, you know, gets shady again. Yep, flip that switch. Right. But he's still like, uh, he's still pretty nice to her when he's not like, you know, get the up out. Like, uh, yes. She's right. until she until she leaves the room. Around and he's he's very polite about. Yeah, no, well, he doesn't want to show out. his hand. I, yeah. I would imagine this guy's a pretty decent poker player in the sense that he's uh, he knows when to, uh, you know, when to hold him. He knows when to fold him and such. Yeah, but he, to me, it seemed like he definitely like uh, was intentionally not. I don't. I don't think it was uh, him being slick here. I think he was just like uh, moved by the moment and didn't want oh. to rush her out, but wanted her to leave. But that's yeah, he didn't want that moment to be done. Okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense too. That makes sense too. <clears throat> I'll say this here. I've, I've, one thing I've noticed uh, with the whole uh, secrets uh, motif, generally speaking, I think people in Twin Peaks who are good at keeping secrets mm-hmm. are generally the bad one, the bad guys, and the people who are bad ah. at keeping secrets 
are generally the good guys. Oh, neat. I had noticed that. I mean, it's still very early, but... Okay. Something yeah, well, you might something want to keep an eye out for. At. Okay. So Ben says, where have you been? Meet me down by the river in half an hour and be discreet. So he seems kind right. of miffed. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but he's immediately business Ben at that point. And then uh, the scene cuts. So I wonder who that could be. I don't know. I feel you do. <laughs> scene 12. Bird search. <laughs> Cole reveals bite specs. Fax reveals stomach chunk. Andy reveals Waldo. It's Jacques Bird. Yeah, another uh, another busy scene here coming up. So yeah, we're back at the police headquarters. Right. And they're all going through the files, the vet files. Right. They're looking through the files, and uh, they get a uh, a call from Cole. Uh, he gives them the uh, Albert's report. Okay. Only because I think our fans will be uh, furious if they don't get it at least one time. Uh, how does he give them the report? <laughs> I don't remember what he says. <laughs> Uncanny. Box checked. He says, Excellent. <laughs> Another thousand subscribers. Chunk. Excellent. Yeah, yeah um, um, well, he reveals a few things, actually, about the, the bird marks. Um, it's um, what, um, a parrot or a minor bird. Parrot or a minor bird. <laughs> and sorry. the plastic fragment Don't be sorry. is... Uh, it's the best thing oh, no, we got going. It's wonderful. So that plastic fa- fragment is um, a chip, um, well, um, a piece from uh, a poker chip. And Wait. if I remember correctly, it has a J on it, which... Mm-hmm. Hmm. Where do we know? Huh. Well, I mean, that could be from anywhere. Yeah, but, they should have uh, thrown a rock at that poker chip, because uh, <laughs> then they know. Nope. <laughs> apparently, uh, Andy found Waldo, so, I mean, huh, that's not he easy. seems that, like a type of guy, guy who be reading Where's Waldo. Well, yeah, yeah, really. I think I was maybe a little ahead of its time, but I think uh, that it was a happy accident that uh, Waldo. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yes, that is Waldo, Andy. Thank Andy you. He seems like me where he uh, immediately goes to the highlights magazines in the <laughs> office. It's good reading. <laughs> the hard-hitting news. Highlights magazine. Yeah, the, uh, the so, yeah. it's a minor so, bird owned by Jacques Renault. Correct. So I think when, they have an uh, ATB out for that character. When two yeah. things... Uh, I yes. said it before in episode two, <laughs> but we didn't. But that's the thing: we didn't hear this quote in the original one. We only heard it in the dream. When two things pertain to the same item of inquiry, we must happen simultaneously. We must pay strict attention. But that's not exactly right. But yeah, it's it's pretty close. It, pretty close. Checked yeah. all the boxes. Weird. So we're they're getting... using this as an excuse to go uh, and uh, stake out Jacques Renault. Yes, and again. Based on a dream, are they running these uh, these warrants past a judge? Or I don't think that I've seen them apply uh, for a single warrant yet. So. Uh, yeah, seems like they might have to have a warrant for that. Uh, and it's fine; it's made for TV police work, and that's fine. It's uh, suspension of disbelief, and that's fine. At scene thirteen, lucky thirteen, at Jacques' place, Portlandia tennis. The boys <laughs> raid Jacques' apartment. Bobby plants evidence. The boys fall for it. So yeah, the first thing we see is the uh, the people playing tennis in uh, <laughs> winter clothing, which just feel, really, totally feels like something. Yeah, uh, yeah. It? it's like Taking March. It's fe- February. It's February still. February. Okay, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, I guess it could be pretty cold up there. Yeah. You guess yeah. it could be pretty cold up there. Yes, know, it I've could never be been pretty up there. cold up there. I've never been. Never been. It's higher than here. 
wherever we I mean, were. <laughs> it is more mild, though. <laughs> but I Both live in a hole in cold. the ground. I'm literally in a hole in the ground. I'm in my basement. This is not interesting. Cut that out. So, yeah, so that was an odd scene, but another odd, like, kind of, like, filler. It's just like, I don't know, we need something to pan past. I don't yeah. know, go out there and put on a, a snowsuit in a parka and play some tennis. Like, okay. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. It was delightful. Mm, I, I loved it. So uh, as they're pulling up, I guess Bobby's sneaking out, huh? Uh, right, we see him planting some, uh, that planting that yeah. bloody shirt. Yeah, he's, well, he sneaks out after smart. he hears them. Like Yeah. Uh, like he's uh, alerted to their presence and then luckily uh, avoids them. But they uh, they say, I think they say he went out the window and they pursue him. Mm-hmm. Now, do they know it's Bobby or they, no. they just see no. someone? Okay, interesting. Hmm, interesting. Okay, but they did see somebody. Now, that's actually pretty smart for uh, uh, for Bobby, who uh, traditionally so far has made some pretty, pretty bad decisions. I think he sort of but, just. I wouldn't fell say it's a smart it. decision, but it's something he got away with. It was a lucky decision. We we think, but planting right. that shirt might just m- remove Leo from the picture. You know, which uh, he can make his moves on Shelly then without fear of. Oof, um, I don't know. Whatever, whatever would happen. Right. So he plants the bloody shirt, and Coop immediately finds it. So do you think right, do either, zeroes right in on it? Yep, immediately. Do either of you think that maybe Coop knows that that evidence was planted? No, I think that there was a clearly bloody shirt hanging out of an open drawer, visible from the entire room. Yeah, yeah like uh, it's... it was. It wasn't like it was stuffed away so no one could see it. Like the drawer was open and the blood was very evident, like in a well. That's where I area. keep my bloody shirts. I just throw yeah. them around, stuff them in drawers. Hang them from the rafters, you know. Put them on cats. That's all yeah. I do. It. Maybe, maybe Coop knew, but there was no way anyone would miss it because it was like not hidden even a little bit. I'm not. I'm not even talking about like as as far as how it was, um, how uh, Bobby had placed it. I'm. I'm. I'm wondering if Coop is at all su- um, suspicious that uh, such a huge piece of evidence um, is just happens to be there, sitting out, and some, they saw somebody run from the scene. You know, I don't know. He's usually three steps ahead of any of us, so I don't know. I guess we'll find out, maybe. Yeah, or, he or seems not. pretty excited about it. Like, well, uh, I mean, I, I bet he is. Scene 14, we're in the woods. Yeah. Ben and Leo discuss dumb accomplices and mill burning. Yeah. So, uh, huh. Ben, ben makes decisions, too. Because somehow he sneaks up on Leo and, like... Yeah, it's you know, probably you know, not a bright idea. Yeah, seriously. It's, it's like, I'm going to sneak up on the twitchy uh, psychopath with the history of violence, and it's just like, oh, ho, ho, tickle patrol! You know, I got you! <laughs> and he scares him. It's just like, wait, what if he spun around and shot you in the face? Well, it it's seems people. like uh, like Ben is uh, not remotely impressed with Leo. It so, seems yeah. it, but I don't know. Leo seems like a wild card, and we'll find out um, in a few seconds here that... Uh, yeah, Leo might not be a guy to screw around with. No, yeah, he uh, he took out a what's his name? Not Jacques, but his Jacques' brother, uh, Bernard. Bernie. Yeah, Bernard. Like, uh, uh, yeah, Bernard. I'm sorry, I called him Bernie. Right as the Bernie. scene starts, they pan across like his body yeah. laying there inside of the tree. Yep, wrapped in plastic. Indeed. Was it or a tarp? It was a tarp, but I'm assuming it's a plastic tarp. A plastic Probably. tarp. So Leo, um, effectively, is that much scarier, huh? See. We know he's an abuser. We know he's a dick. We know. Just kill a um, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're like, yeah, he's a drug runner and whatever the hell else we don't know. But like now it's like, no, he also was a murderer. Wrapped it up and was pretty. Ah, no, he's, a... he's just, he's extra tidy. So, yeah. <laughs> like I'm doing my part. Leo Johnson, janitor of the woods. <laughs> this corpse does not bring joy. I must dispose of it. Also only you can stop forest fires. <laughs> All of these things and more. So we found out that uh, Ben is paying Leo to burn the mill the hell down. Wow. Okay. So right. this is this is uh, we are uh, we are moving full steam ahead. Like this isn't just idle speculation mm-hmm. anymore. He has his guy on it, um, and we know we can tell by the body in the background that this guy is probably pretty good at shady stuff. Yeah, and Leo's um, uh, mm. driving his red Corvette to clandestine meetings in the woods. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, again, people make some decisions in this show. Wow. Okay, that's uh, that was a pretty uh, that was another great scene. Lots of stuff going on there. So, uh, scene 15, uh, another part of the woods. Donna and James search for the necklace under an owl's watchful eye. Sarah and Laura, kind of spooky. Nobody loves Laura but them. It's about them. Solve the mystery for them. Owl watches them bone. <laughs> wow, we watched a very different scene. Yeah. Wow, mine's <laughs> well, she cut says, <laughs> she before says, that might have happened. She says, I want to be with you, James, and then they start making out, and then it cuts. So I'm like, maybe after that. I, I mean, mean maybe, sure. Maybe. I mean, it, uh, that's. You think they Twin all watch the what, whole time? What do you think it is? By so. the way, yeah. I have some fan fiction for you guys to read later. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, oh, God. <laughs> some Guy Dooman slash fic. This gets weird. <laughs> I'm you not, know that not front interested. curl that they cut off of uh, Leo's hairstyle? They use that. <laughs> maybe maybe cut that out. That was awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so yeah, so we cut to Donna and James in the woods. And uh, they find the necklace is gone. So the glove, uh, the glove uh, um, person that takes the necklace, that just wasn't some hallucination or vision. Right. That did I happen. Love, uh, I love in this scene where the uh, the owl uh, hoots and uh, they uh, they look up like a, once again another Don Knotts reference, but like uh, Don Knotts Ooh. seeing a ghost, like. Uh, they both like crap their pants in the most hilarious fashion possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ghost of Mr. Chicken, one of my favorite movies of all time. But uh, yeah, it was a neat zoom shot. It was. Um, yeah, it was so good. Kind of not a lot of those like those action like whoa, you know that. It kind of took me by surprise, but it was it was very effective. Yeah, but, it uh, is sort of the first of their that kind. That's the, the first of its kind in the this series. Hmm, another owl. Now, what was that owl just kind of hanging out and like an owl in the woods? Yeah, yeah, that's a common saying that people say. Yeah, just hanging out like an owl in the woods. I don't know. It just seemed <laughs> weird that owls. There's a kind of an owl theme, and uh, and then this owl is just kind of watching them do that thing. Hmm, interesting. I mean, you if it was an ostrich, I think it would be weird. But uh... I would laugh so hard that llama. <laughs> Again, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh my god, I, that would have gotten a standing ovation. It's a, the llamas up in the tree. <laughs> I got a clean bill of health. I'm back to peeping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh, I gotta write a letter quick. I'll, I'll be right back. You guys just hold on here. So there's a whole different um, form of fan fiction forming as we speak. <laughs> oh boy. So Donna talks about how Laura said that her mom was kind of spooky. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, wow, I did get ahead of myself. I, I'm sorry, guys. Um, okay. Yeah, but she has a kind of visions of prophetic dreams and things like that. And, uh, and so yeah, kind of was kind I of, mentioned that. Yeah, it was a kind Laura of. Laura uh, does too, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, they both had it. It was like a family thing, maybe. So interesting. 
You don't know where the necklace is. Dun, dun, yeah, dun. that's that's weird. Final scene, scene sixteen. We're at the Martells. Yeah. Josie dodges Harry's question. Josie and Peter cute. Eat a horse. Fishing. Hank times his prison call with his letter opening perfectly. <laughs> so Truman asked Josie flat out if she was at the hotel earlier that day, and she's um, uh, gotta go. Yeah, evasive, like, oh, my, uh, my spaghetti's done. Got it. Bye, bye. <laughs> and it's just, and doesn't answer, and it's like, talk They're to you tomorrow up. or something like that. You're making. <laughs> I'm going through a tunnel. You're making her excuse sound unbelievable. It was a turkey sandwich, not spaghetti. That turkey sandwich. <laughs> we'll get to that. Put a put a pin in that. So yeah, so it was weird, but Truman kind of lets it go. He's like, hmm, okay, well, you know, I mean, I guess he already knows. Like he just mostly wants hangs to up hurt. on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, but he doesn't like call her back or like get insistent yeah. or talk over. Like he's like, I mean, he knows. I I think like you know, it's like Hawk Hawk figured it out. He saw the oil mark. He, I guess he saw yeah. her vehicle there and oh, knew that she was there for a while. But in any event. I guess he maybe cares just about her and he knows it. where she's yeah. at. So. so yeah, so she and Peter are getting along very nicely. She, yeah. I don't know. That's uh, nice. He asked her. relationship, but a bit cute. Yeah. Yeah. She makes him a sandwich. What? They agree to be part of a co-ed fishing tournament. Okay, nice. a few things. So you want to be my fishing partner. That's, that's just a nice scene, and they're having a nice time. Now, if this were a horror movie... And they were following the rules of horror movies. Generally, when they humanize people and they have nice, heartfelt scenes like this, that means one of them is going to get fed into a wood chipper. I'm just saying. <laughs> now, I'm not saying before. this is a horror movie, but... Mm-hmm. I've no, said sorry. it before and I'll say it again. We've broken you, and I love it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's, I'm, I'm, in, I'm delighted. But, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things like, hmm. But uh, it's a nice scene, and then she makes him a delicious-looking sandwich, which I covered. And... He's like, oh, well, since the wife isn't around, put some mail on it. What the hell does Catherine care about your cholesterol? <laughs> I like, mean, she is actively a... hostile to you. Yeah, but they, uh, you know, they they have a relationship in which I think they both enjoy being actively hostile to each other. So, and the sex is incredible. I mean, maybe they're constantly <laughs> having makeup sex. Who knows? <laughs> oh, God. Um, I mean, maybe. I don't know. There's I piggies everywhere. Know. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but, I don't know, it's just a weird thing for him to say. And maybe he's just being cute. He sees kind of like a corny guy almost. Maybe he just says silly stuff you like that. You take that back. Whoa. Okay. Jeez, I'm sorry. Um, no, he's kind of like a corny guy like that. He kind of reminds me of my father-in-law, actually. Just kind of, you know, with the dad jokes and stuff. He's good and a good-natured guy. You know? What's wrong with dad jokes? Nothing. Oh, nothing, nothing. I'm just saying. It's just like, it's, you know, it's just kind of... Oh, You're one comment away from me coming over there. Wow. That is not safe. I'm going to have to ask you to social distance your fist away from my face hole. Thank you. <laughs> Pete is uh, right. the best. And his jokes no, are hilarious. It's, wow. I woo, put in my place, folks. Put in my place. Goddamn. So, uh, so, yeah, I covet that sandwich. There, I changed the subject. Yeah, it just looks like a really good sandwich. A lot of mayo. I thought, yeah, I thought I was uh I was uh, not hungry, but uh, it turns out uh, maybe I am. So um, so that's nice. So Pete um, he goes to bed then. Leaves Josie alone. Now, does he take the sandwich with him? Does no, he, he takes that. That's not what he's leaving that sandwich. He's yeah, I know, I know. Okay, okay, okay. I just, I just wanted to make sure because that has been yeah. keeping me up at night. Yeah, that sandwich isn't still there. You can't have that sandwich. He took that sandwich. Son of a bitch. <laughs> That doesn't mean I don't want it, June. 
So <laughs> Josie's alone, and um, I guess maybe before Pete goes to bed, he hands her the mail. It's like if a mail's here, she goes and gets the mail. But in any event, she mm-hmm. she she acquires the mail from that day, and uh, huh, like, looks like she got a little letter there. Right. She opens it up, and you hear this. She she's a very beautiful picture of uh, Domino. Yeah, yeah, real yeah, proficient. Everyone in pencil Twin Peaks is an amazing of a, artist. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I think June's onto something here. Really, yep. uh, um, um, technically proficient picture of uh, pencil drawing of a Domino. Which, oh, where have I seen a Domino before? Well, okay. Mm. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it won't come up again um, in four seconds when the phone rings. Right. There must have been some sort of like. Uh... What the. <laughs> monitoring system in that uh, envelope when yeah, she really. tears it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's just like, oh, you broke the seal. Whoop, 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 whoop. It's just like, and who is it on it's the other end of the line? He's in jail. He's like, I yeah. gotta be. Yeah, really. I'll be right back. At this time, guys. Yeah. Um, and it's Hank. <clears throat> and he says, oh boy, here we go. Um, did you get my message? Which, okay, creepy. It's like, wow, how the hell, how does that timing work? But then, the thing starts. And I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it, guy, and you're not going to like it. He goes to town on that domino. <laughs> he goes to mouth town. Yeah, he's he's all the way in town. Holy like, uh, moly. He puts he's it in a relationship with that domino. pulls it out, and it's two tens. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I am upset by that imagery. Is there something <laughs> sexual? Two twos or something. Like he sucked hmm? off one of the numbers. I mean, he licks it again. I guess I'm impressed. Yeah, yours, yours, is, yours is much funnier. There's two threes. Yeah, here we go. Uh, yeah, he puts it in his mouth and there's two threes. Pulls it out and there's nothing on it. <laughs> oh, Done with that one. And throws it away. Yeah, it's just, there's a pile of just white dominoes, <laughs> like just white uh, plastic rectangles behind him. Yikes. He's the best at dominoes because um, they all match. <laughs> so what could be going on here? Like, is there, are they saying there's something sexual going on? Like, maybe, like, he, um, I don't know, it seems pretty suggestive. Between him and the dominoes? I think it's between, pretty clear. I mean, or yeah, definitely between him and the domino. And I think there should be rules in prison between uh, men and board games. Uh, and, you know, and just how, you know, like, like, the contact that they're allowed to have. But, I mean, specifically between <laughs> Hank and, um, and Josie. Like, he seems uh, pretty lascivious um, here and kind of uh, salacious. Um um, you know, maybe there's there a previous like an affair maybe that they're hinting at. You know, did did Hank uh, kill Josie's ex husband? It seems like why would he reach out to her like that? And then and here we go he again. The hobo. Yeah, yeah, stupid hobo. Well, the hobo I died. Mean, nobody knew him. Of his car. Nobody knew him. Nobody liked him. Yeah. <laughs> but in any event, um, you know, and and and, and uh, buckle down here, guy. But he is going to town on that domino, and they really um, they really linger on that shot. And uh, maybe Close a little too long. I know. It's a blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, <laughs> the porn music starts a in the background. Lavalier mic on that thing. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, it seems pretty intentional. I guess we'll we'll find out more about Hank um, later on in another episode because that's kind of how that ends. Just him and again <laughs> going to town on that domino. <laughs> Going to mouth town. <laughs> Very satisfying well, episode. episode. Folks, yeah. yeah, super right. satisfying. Man, oh man, we learned a lot of stuff. Whew. So, guys, uh, do we uh, think? Do we think that uh, David Lynch directed this one? I do not. I also do not. Huh. You are both correct. Yeah. Hmm. This one was directed by Tim Hunter. 
Okay. He's very prolific. You look him up, you can see all the stuff he's done. He's also directed a few Twin Peaks episodes and is uh, considered one of the better Twin Peaks directors. Okay. Yeah, it was it was kind of wacky, but it wasn't like completely off the wall like um, I would have expected mm-hmm. from a David Lynch-directed episode. I thought it was fantastic. But it was a very so. good episode. And uh, this one was also written by Robert Engels, one of the, like I said, the big three writers for Twin Peaks. Okay. Heggs. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Who donut? Oh, man. I knew you were going to ask me that. <clears throat> um, I'm still not sure. I'm, I'm guessing they want us to believe that uh, that Bob donut. I mean, I guess Bob, who may or may not exist. I don't know. Looks like somebody, though, doesn't he? He does look like someone. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Um, what about who else is shady? I mean, you, you've uh, good you're grief. Sure it's not Leo. Everybody's shady. I feel again. I mean, I mean, maybe he did do it. Maybe that's Laura's blood all over his shirt. It's hard to say. I feel it'd be kind of like. I don't think I'd be disappointed if Leo did it. Mm. But if, I, I feel like um, I don't know. I would hope that there'd be like a more shocking um, reveal there because what we about know. Jacques? It might have been Jacques, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, he's what he's over the border, and Bern, uh, Bernard is dead. So, <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's part of the reason why uh, why they're where they are is because Leo knows that people are looking for Laura's killer, and maybe those guys screwed something up, left some kind of evidence behind. Maybe I don't know. Could have been Bernard. I don't know. Um, it could be. Well, who else we got? We got J- Jacoby's still a. Uh... Jacoby, and yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe he's an obsessive type, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's a murderer. He's kind of a creep, but I don't know if he's a murderer. And then we have um, um, uh, Mike, a.k.a. the one-armed man, a.k.a. what is his name? I think all of his talk about Bob might just be a... uh... No, but that's all the dream, though. (laughs) That's all the dream. It could be a metaphor for something else. Like, Bob could be... I mean, I don't know. Bob could be somebody else. Um, yeah, there's Ben Horn. He's shady as hell. Right. His brother's shady as hell. Not that we saw him in this episode, I don't think. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of evidence, people here that could have done it. For them. I'm, I'm sorry? We don't have too much evidence for, for them, but they're just Yeah, shady. but I mean, you ask me who's shady and I'm just running down the list of, I guess, the entire cast. Hey, maybe Hank did it, you know? Oh, no, wait, no, he was in prison that whole time. Never mind. Um, right. I don't know. I get a bad vibe from that guy, guys. So I guess, uh, um, yeah, I guess we'll find more about Hank, uh, out about Hank at a later time, I hope. Um, but yeah, at this point, again, I suspect everybody, you know, did Truman do it? I don't know. Did Lucy do it? Probably. We hmm? need the name for the Wikipedia. Just pick any name. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Bob. Bob. Good. Bob. Solid answer. Yep. Also the, the aces. Um, I'll I'll go ahead. Um, my aces are uh, Andy. Andy is so so great in this episode. From the uh, it takes a half an hour to get to the hotel to him dropping his gun uh, to oh my gosh when he's firing the gun at the gun range the faces he's making <laughs> oh like so good like that's awesome uh, Hawks high five at the vet and. Uh, Harry petting on point background action in this Yeah, movie. Harry petting the cat. That's both fantastic. And then like uh Lucy once again, like both summing up the soap opera and uh, uh talking about the files, sorting through the files, and like even her giving Andy the cold shoulder, like uh 
all of that stuff was so great. And then, of course, uh, uh, David Lynch doing his Guy Dudeman impression uh, was <laughs> it warmed Uncanny. my heart. Yeah, <laughs> those are my choices. Well, I got to say, um, <clears throat> it's a, a lot of the same, uh, a lot of repeats here. But uh, invitation to love, always a pleasure to see that. Uh, Gordon yeah. Clark, we get to kind of meet him or at least hear him, and that's uh, that was fantastic. Um, Andy, wonderful. That was, uh, um, yeah, it was, it was enjoyable. It was kind of grating when he dropped that gun, but it was just like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, Toad the Bad Tipper. But uh, I think uh, my episode ace has to go to the llama take. Oh, dude, yeah. The llama's That's good. Amazing. It's just like how, it's, I was fully ready to believe, and I guess we don't, well, we'll probably never know 100% for sure, but I was ready to believe that he had a piece of food in his mouth or something like that to cause it to like, you know, to look at him like that. But, uh, yeah. um, and it's even better if that's not true. So the right. llama, the I llama, love the llama. The llama gets a lot of credit, <laughs> but I, th- I think the iguana is also like the iguana, just like walking around there on the leash, like, uh, <laughs> r- like right aside of a llama that could certainly have stomped it. Like when yeah. he's holding his ground down there, that the llama and the iguana are both, uh, pretty great. Uh, uh, right. That iguana's out of fucks to give. Yep, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, well, okay, first ace is uh, diet lasagna. So, oh yeah! Oh, I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> I forgot about yes. that. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Doc His delivery is is amazing. Whoever heard of yes. diet lasagna? That is not what he mm. sounds like. Hmm, sorry, <laughs> we've all murdered Doc Hayward. Yep, tonight. that's so bad. So bad. Sorry. Continue. And uh, don't even joke about murdering him. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> and then when uh, James meets uh, Maddie, it's just really cool that uh, Cheryl Lee gets to be to play Maddie and her, the way that she can play Laura and Maddie and sound completely different is yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. Hey, no, nobody doesn't like Cheryl Lee. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's gonna have to pass as comedy, folks. I'm sorry. That's, it it's getting me. late, and Heggs is tired. Hey guys, what about that horniest moment? Ooh. It looks like a hog to me. Uh, there's uh, the uh, peeper poodle gunplay. Um, yep. Mm. Oh yeah, they, they, they're getting hot and heavy. Yeah, washing little Elvis. Yep. Um, little Elvis. Oh, he's a he's a he's a front runner. Yeah. Uh, Josie making that sandwich and negligee. Oh. Uh, oh yeah. Negligee even... sandwich. Oh my yeah. god, I was so focused on the sandwich. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. She was wearing a like a like a ninety or something like that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and that sandwich. I mean, I would like I would put some moves on that sandwich. I just want that sandwich, guys. I just want it so bad. <laughs> so, so the gun sex is, a, a, you know, like surface level, like certainly the gun sex. And it's uh, it's an testament to their luck that neither of them got shot while they did that because they both, they both make <laughs> stupid, bad decisions. Anyways, anyways. Uh, but, yeah, it's got to be. Uh, we all know who, what, what the, the horniest moment is. Oh, yeah. Always that yeah. fucking domino, right? <laughs> oh, my God. He's going. And again. He's going to town. He is going to town. On that domino. He's going to town. He's going to Mouse Town. He's leaving town. town. Heading right back down to town. Oh, my God. 
downtown, uptown. He bought, he bought um, reasonably priced uh, property in that town, and he's uh, gentrifying it, and he's putting up a hotel <laughs> to house Domino's, and um, that's the town <laughs> that we're living in now. It's like the, the, he's like the opposite of gentrifying it. Like he's uh he's taking a, a nice, nice, beautiful town and then turning it into like the the most darkest, seedy part of any town ever. Yeah, and Hank getting Domino's takeout. <laughs> nice. I think we all well, agree. Guys, looks like yeah, we agree. It looks like yeah. uh, there's only one thing left to do. Wait, tell Mr. Monkey Wrench. I again, I just, I just can't get. I just don't want to do it. Rough. <laughs> he did it. He did it, guys. Hello, fans. We want to hear from you. Please send us a tweet at capital G, capital D, O O D M E N. Send us an email at at gmail.com and if you like the music go to guydudeman at bandcamp.com who ever heard of die it was on yeah i think that's how he said it